Thanks for coming in, Mr. Mahoney. Do you have your member ID card? Yep, I have it right here in the FEP Blue app. See? Great. It's can I... awesome. The app can also help me find a provider and keep tabs on my deductibles. Okay, can I... Oh, yeah, and my out-of-pocket spending and visit limits, and I can call the nurse line. I'm really glad it does all that, but I only need to see your member ID card. Oh, that's it? Why didn't you say so? Fearless is just one tap away. With the new FEP Blue app from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you can access your health benefits on the go. Download it now at fepblue.org app. It's Tuesday, September 13th, and this is Locked On Falcons, episode 16. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Falcons, your daily Monday through Friday Atlanta Falcons podcast. My name's Knox Bardeen. I'm your host and sitting here in my home office on a Tuesday. We, we don't get to go up to Flowery Branch as they're not out on the field for us to see. It, it's pretty much a film room day as the team on Monday kind of watched some film on the game on Sunday against Tampa Bay figured out what needs to get fixed, and they kind of washed their hands Monday of the Tampa Bay game, and and that's how they do every Monday. And then Tuesday gets moved on to pushing it forward. The Falcons are going to travel out to California to play the Oakland Raiders on Sunday. They'll leave a day early on Friday so they can get out there and get accustomed to the time change and all that good stuff. So Monday's all about figuring out what happened the previous week. Tuesday is all about moving forward and and getting ready for Oakland. And I tell you, in yesterday's podcast, I told you some of the things that they needed to get fixed. You know, in Monday's press conference, Dan Quinn talked about those nine missed tackles, a bunch of them on that one same play, that the, the scoring touchdown from Charles Sims. It's things like that. It's, it's the constant battles that they've had with fixing the pass rush, with doing all sorts of things like that, with getting Vic Beasley up and ready. So that's what Monday's about. That's what Tuesday's about, and, and they'll get in the film. And then Wednesday we get to go up there and watch practice and, and, and talk to the players again. So that's how a normal week goes. Thursday they, they do the same thing. So that that's the Falcons' practice week in a nutshell when they have to go out to the West Coast. Let me give you a little bit of injury news that we got from Dan Quinn yesterday. Julio Jones, who, who left the game with that left ankle injury, not, not, not a scary moment from the fact of how, how the injury was, but just a scary moment anytime you see your, your best player come off the field, especially when it is a foot injury. Now, it was his left ankle. It's his right foot that he has the screws in, and he's had multiple surgeries on, so, so that's good news right there. And he only stayed off the field, I'm pretty sure, for one play. He didn't miss too much time. He's going to be handled with kid gloves this week through practice, and Dan Quinn mentioned that a little bit yesterday. We're not sure about for Wednesday yet. I'm, I would think for you know the very least into some of the walkthrough stuff, and if he would miss any, we'll, we'll have a better feel for that. He's, uh, he's an incredible competitor and somebody that's a uh, fast healer, so uh, he's a hard guy to keep down. <laughs> I can't tell you that, but... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a look as we go through Wednesday and Thursday, and I'll have more information uh, for you on Wednesday as it, you know, the work that he progresses through through the week. So we're not sure whether or not we'll see Julio Jones on the practice field Wednesday or Thursday. He didn't seem too terribly worried about his likelihood he'll play on Sunday. I will keep you guys informed as we get to go up there Wednesday and Thursday and, and talk to those guys. We asked him about Mohamed Sanu as well, who's also dealing with, with a foot injury, and the same thing goes for, for Sanu. He will be looked at Wednesday and Thursday. They'll, they'll hold him back if they need to. So he and Jones are, are both kind of on the same plan for this week. Kid gloves, 
They'll, they'll go through some things. They won't go through a lot. Maybe they'll sit completely on Wednesday. We don't know. I will let you know more about that as we get to watch it. Now, I also um, I asked about Keanu Neal's status as well, because if you guys remember when he first got hurt in the preseason, they said three to four weeks. Well, this is that early part of the of the three to four weeks. If he's a quick healer, if everything has worked out perfectly for this Falcons team, he, he has a chance to come back this week. And, and Dan Quinn said that, Uh, He was close. He's not ready. He's chomping at the bit to get back out there on on the practice field. They aren't sure yet whether he's going to make it. Now, and and this is something, he's not going to participate in Wednesday's practice. That's for absolute sure, according to to Dan Quinn. But after that, they're going to make a decision on Thursday and Friday. As it sits right now, it it seems like a long shot to me, but I, I asked specifically, have you guys ruled him out for Sunday's game yet? And he said, absolutely not. Uh, He's working hard to get back out there, but they're just not sure. So that was interesting. It sounds like Keanu Neal is close, and he's close enough to where they're considering letting him play. I'm of the opinion, and I'm not a coach. I I, I just cover this team. I'm of the opinion that you don't rush him back out to the field. Of course, you'd love to get him out there in game situations, and this defensive backfield obviously will get better when he gets out there, but don't rush him. You don't want anything lingering when it comes to an injury like that, the longer he could stay out with that knee injury, the better. But it does sound like if he doesn't make it back by Oakland, when the, the Falcons travel to New Orleans for that Monday night game, and remember it's Monday night, so there's an extra day to heal, he might be ready for week three. So keep an eye on Keanu Neal. I'll, as always, keep you guys informed on that one. One of the other things, as, as we kind of wrap up, looking back at some of the things that happened against Tampa Bay on Sunday, Dan Quinn w- was hit with a number of questions. Well, there's no pass rush, coach. The red zone w- was still pretty bad, coach. What do you think? What do you say? Is this a trend? He talked about that. I think what happens also in this first game, like you're so juiced, you just want to show what things can be different. And uh, for us, we felt that speed, you know, was certainly different defensively. So for us to to not perform like we were capable of and have some of the fouls that took place that were uncharacteristic for us, we're definitely surprised by that. But it is one game, one that we, you know, we recognize the significance of it being a division game. The corrections that will be made are correctable ones. I get what he's saying. After just one week, it's way too early to call that a trend. And There is new personnel going on out there. So this is not the same team as last year. However, I think I'm going to disagree that it's too early to start calling some of those things trends. I know this offense looks different with with now two pass-catching tight ends, with with Tevin Coleman playing a much bigger part, and I'll talk a little bit more about Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman later on in the podcast. I I know there are some differences in, in the offense. But it is still basically a Kyle Shanahan West Coast offense with Matt Ryan running it and similar pieces. So I don't agree with Dan Quinn. I think you could call the red zone missed opportunities a trend. It was bad last year. It looked bad on Sunday against the Buccaneers. So that's one of those things where you just you have to agree to disagree here. The tackling, I'm kind of willing since there's so many differences and, and there were a number of players not out there because of injury. I'm I'm willing to give the, the missed tackles and that poor tackling a, a second look, but when it comes to some of these problems, the pass rush, and that's another thing. That's a trend. I mean, they only had 19 sacks last year. They had zero in the game. They didn't do much except for Dwight Freeney to fix the problem. That's a trend. It's not too early in, in week two to say the Falcons still can't get after the, the quarterback. Do I think it will be better than 19 sacks this year? Yes, I do. 
I don't think it'll be that much better. I'm trying to take a guess here. If someone set the over-under at 24 and a half sacks, would the Falcons get more or less than that? I would probably, I don't know if I would go over. So I think this team probably lands somewhere between 20 and 25 sacks this year as a team, and that doesn't scream to me fixed. So it says to me that still is a trend that this Falcons organization, and I'm not just talking about from at the coaching level. I mean, it needs to happen there too. But in the front office, it's time to use another draft pick on a pass rusher. It's time to go out there and, yeah, Dwight Freeney is a heck of a catch late in, in free agency. It's time to go out and get another one early in free agency. So there's a, a ton of a ton of ideas from that press conference we had with Dan Quinn yesterday. And when he, when he mentions that it's too early for some of these, I, I, I tend to disagree. I think that was kind of a... A poor choice of words on his. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop! At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS, wireless, figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Part there. One of the other, and I just talked about a number of off-season storylines in, in the pass rush and tackling that were huge for this Falcons team this year. Another one was. How are Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman going to be used? Last year, obviously, it was Coleman's rookie season. He, Freeman was the, the lead dog out there. But the coaching staff kept telling us during the offseason, Coleman's going to play a much bigger role. He's going to be much more involved. And, and, and I believed him. It showed on the field. Dan Quinn said on Monday that they are still, and they're absolutely both going to be a factor. Hey, we know both these guys are going to be a factor. You know, we had just had two running backs active yesterday. So for the, you know, whole portion of the game, both of them have do significant things really well. And we're going to utilize them both. Devontae has shown he's definitely capable of carrying the load all the way through. But the fact that we have two guys that we're able to feature, it's important. I want to read between the lines a little bit on something that Dan Quinn said. And I'm going to play that for you here in just a second. When it comes to how these guys are going to be used, moving forward a lot of it coming from the coaching staff they keep saying well we're going to go with the hot hand we're going to go with what's working schematically and I completely understand that but if you looked at what happened in that game and I'll break that down for you you can kind of see and I'll use that word again trend forming and it's it's early it's week one here's one of those trends that you, you can't really count on yet but you start trying to guess what's going to happen moving forward with what we saw on Sunday. Take a listen to what Dan Quinn said. We like having a duo. I don't, I don't know what the numbers came out to. I know Devontae had more plays. But, you know, having Tevin in there, you know, to allow Devontae with this passion to be even fresher, uh, you can imagine the, the mismatch nightmare that he creates in some of the times in the past game. Both of them showed that yesterday. So um, we're going to rely on them both a lot. Now, Dan Quinn said that he thought that this, this running back core missed a couple of opportunities to make big plays in the run game. He said they, they got some of the big plays in the passing game, and you saw Coleman catch a couple of those. But he still believes that this run game can get better and can start hitting on those big plays. It's just one of those things where the offensive line has to get in tune with, with both Freeman and Coleman. And if you remember back to last year, first couple of weeks of the season, they were feeling each other out, the offensive line with the running backs. Then week three, boom, emergence comes from Devontae Freeman. So maybe the same thing happens this year. Back to... Freeman and Coleman, if, if you look at the numbers, Devontae Freeman had 11 carries, Tevin Coleman had eight, neither one of them 
did much with it, you know, both under three yards of carry. Coleman had six targets in the passing game and, and had an absolute brilliant game receiving. Freeman had four. So what that's telling me right there, and this goes back to how, how these touches, how are these carries and, and receptions going to get broken down. Potential touches, Freeman had 15 and Coleman had 14. That's pretty equal. Actual touches, because one of those passes toward Coleman didn't connect, Freeman had 15 and Coleman had 13. That's still pretty equal, but it still doesn't answer the question, how are these guys going to be used? If you listen back to that piece of audio I played to you, it really sounds to me like Devontae Freeman is their guy when it comes to running the football. If they had their druthers, he's going to be the guy that carries the football the most. I think Coleman will carry the ball some, but it's going to be more of a change of pace and and giving Freeman a breather and stuff like that. When it comes to Tevin Coleman, I think he is going to be utilized more in the passing game than the run game. I mean, it's hard for me to believe after catching 73 passes that Devontae Freeman is not going to be utilized in the pass game, but I think Coleman is too. So I think Coleman gets more passes than carries. I still think Freeman catches more passes than, than Coleman, but Here we go. Even though it looked 50-50 when it comes to potential touches, I still think they look at Freeman as their lead dog and Coleman as someone to kind of throw a monkey wrench into defenses schematically. Can you imagine having both those guys in the backfield and you send one out wide and watch a, a linebacker try to follow him? What happens if the second one clears out of the backfield too? Who's going to cover him? Are you going to put a safety on him? What's going to happen there? And you're getting a lot of people out of the middle of the defense there. So don't be surprised if you see Freeman and Coleman both on the field at the same time. Then you'll see Kyle Shanahan try to figure out how to get the best possible matchup. And that, and at that point, instead of being the hot hand that they go with, and I, I think they're accurate, accurate there. They're going to go with the hot hand. But at that point, they're going to look, and that's when they ask Matt Ryan to make a decision at the line of scrimmage. Which of these guys has a better matchup? Who's, who's got the weaker cover linebacker on him? And that's when you're going to see whether or not it's Freeman or Coleman, and that's who's going to catch a lot of passes that game. One, speaking of, of linebackers, we all watched Devondre Campbell, the fourth-round rookie out of Minnesota, had a pretty darn good game against Tampa Bay, and he's had a fantastic preseason training camp and stuff like that. The question was asked of Dan Quinn yesterday, there were a couple times where we saw you dial up more than just four-man pressure. You, you brought a couple of blitzes in, and we saw them bring an extra linebacker sometimes. We saw Kamal Ishmael go in there and blitz sometimes. Is that something that the Falcons are going to use more moving forward? Because although you didn't get to Jameis Winston, it, it seemed to move him around a bit. Dan Quinn said they are still working on how that's all going to get broken down. But the one thing that, that, that piqued my interest he mentioned Devondre Campbell when he was talking about the blitz. He said, we're really, looking at, we're really looking at him to show us something. And you remember back when he was drafted, he got on a conference call with us and said, yeah, as soon as I, I got done at Minnesota, I went and hired a, a pass rush coach. I, I know I could cover. I know I could play linebacker, but I, I, I want to show everyone that I can rush the passer too. So he worked on that a lot during the offseason. And Dan Quinn didn't really laugh it off, but he said, you know, Campbell's here to play linebacker. He's not here to rush the quarterback. Well, now after seeing what kind of impact Campbell has had during preseason, 
I, I think Dan Quinn has changed his mind. I think he really wants to see Campbell emerge as, as another pass rusher coming out. And, and listen to, the, to Dan Quinn talk about that. You did. And uh, I guess it was about 10 times that we you know, played some kind of man-to-man coverage. And uh, we were wanting to see where Campbell would be in that way. You know, his length as a cover man. He had a PI in the first series that resulted um, in a long play. But we were pleased to see him uh, at the line of scrimmage being able to challenge. Um, so that's going to be a factor for us and uh, one that we knew we wanted to be able to do. And uh, so I was anxious to see him and Ish. We knew that was going to be a factor with Neil. And so with him out, uh, we we're going to ask Ish to step up and do some things as well. So uh, it's definitely a plan of what we want to do. And uh, we started that, you know, somewhat yesterday. The question as to how much the Falcons dial up extra pressure outside of just the front four, I'm not sure that has as much to do with Devondre Campbell as it has to do with getting the defensive backfield together as a whole. Remember, you're missing Keanu Neal, who's going to be used sometimes in in that regard as well, but you're also missing Jalen Collins, your starting nickel guy. It's going to be until week five, until all the pieces are put back together. And that's when this Falcons secondary becomes a strength Instead of, you know, I don't want to call it a weakness, but it didn't look great against Tampa Bay. That's when you're going to see when those guys all get back and the secondary is a whole, meaning all the starters are back. That might make Dan Quinn a little more comfortable dialing up more pressure when it comes to blitzing. He might be able to do more blitz packages at that point. So I think when it comes to how often are you going to blitz? And I think he said something like they, they blitz 10 times against Tampa Bay. You're not going to see that number increase dramatically until Jalen Collins gets back, until Keanu Neal gets back, and they both show they're healthy and 100% ready to go. When that happens, absolutely, I think you could, you could push and try to go after the quarterback more. That's exactly what this Falcons team needs if they're going to try to get more pressure on a quarterback because obviously the personnel just is not there yet to get it with just rushing four players. It's just not going to happen yet. All right, that's our our Tuesday podcast. Once again, I I appreciate the heck out of all you guys listening. Head on over to iTunes, and you can subscribe and download the podcast there. And if you wouldn't mind leaving me some some feedback or rating, that would be fantastic too. You could also go over to Twitter. I'm at Knox Bardeen, K-N-O-X-B-A-R-D-E-E-N. Would love to talk to you guys on Twitter as well. So please, once again... Head on over on social media. I'm very interactive there. Let me know what you think about the podcast, all that good stuff. And I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Take care. Bye. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.